0: Hello, and welcome to the Old Farm Bus Podcast. This is the back of the bus session. Hello and welcome to the Old Farm Bus, Back at the Bus Sessions podcast. Today, I've got one of my best mates on. Is now my best mate. How long ago do you think you came, man?
1: It was a year ago, wasn't it? June? Literally it June. a year ago. It was, yeah, give or take, yeah. Dude. We have to get a timestamp it, it.
0: It's strange how strong you can formulate a friendship in that short amount of time. It
1: must be. It must be this time, around this time Dude, last so year. Dude, so you have like have been birthday. like,
0: hashtag guest... 20, in the 20s, maybe 30s. Tell me, Mikey, while, you you're, ta- ta- while you're talking, okay. Mikey, I'm going I'm <laughs> to find this very important bit of information out for you. But this guy I've been working for now for the Prime Life Project. It's everything that I'm about. It's all I embody and we're working together. We're doing a festival together. We've got Menfest coming up. Uh, Dan's got loads of projects that we're going to get into today. So I'm going to welcome aboard and fingers crossed he's found it. Daniel James from the Prime Life Project.
1: goes crazy. See, I, I know how it all works now. So I'm like, yeah. You
0: you know it. You've got. I the know. I know it all works. All in. What was it, mate? Have I, you still, found? mate I
1: still haven't found myself. I'm scrolling uh, back now. It's episode seventeen. Okay, I'm not that. I don't think I'm that far back. I, I do I. the
0: prose production, so yeah, I yeah. make
1: sure I put I pop it in as well. This is interesting. I wish I could actually just kind of come in and search it but uh, Back of the Bus Sessions Best Bits. I'm sure it was before then. Oh, yeah, it was definitely before the Best Bits. Was it before bits? the Best Bits? You the Best Bits, though.
0: Yeah, that's what 100%. You are one of the Best Bits, man. You, especially, I, laws am I, am of attraction. I that early on? Yeah, yeah, honestly. And then we'd have had the date in hand as well. Oh man, I could have done all that just beforehand, <laughs> but I say whatever's coming. I my head. I can't find it. I can't find right, it. Don't, i don't go yeah, we're going to it in find the 20s it. and guys make sure, well you'll be watching this on Spotify, but I will <laughs> pop it up there as well so you can go back and listen to that episode. But we're back mate. We're back. How on earth have you been in that year's time? Wait, well, it's, maybe it's been longer.
1: top <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> like looking back at it now, like a year ago, like. I had so much hope and promise now. <laughs> um, yeah, well, uh, uh, did I have my long hair then as well? You did. Yeah, I have my yeah. long hair and my beard. So again, it's you like, you it, it, it can do like
0: a before and after <laughs> of like how Dan's changed. Like I got you in because of somebody else's podcast, wasn't it? Kier. Yeah, it was on Instagram. Yeah, we on, on Instagram. Yeah, I saw you through that. I was really enjoying A, how you were conducting it, mm. but then you were getting some shit yeah. from somebody sending comments. Do you know? Oh yeah. yeah I, can't, that, I
1: can't even remember when that was. That was yeah.
0: weird. They were sending in stuff and you didn't, Flutter though, you yeah. just took it on and kept on going with the good content yeah. because they were like wasting their time trying to sort of get to you, yeah. and you're like, oh. Well, I had that. It. Can you remember
1: when I had that with the kids from school? Can you remember the school we went to? Yeah. the Last <laughs> school we went to, and then they, 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 that was literally like a, about two months, three months ago. And then they like, <laughs> massive group of kids trying to jump on Instagram live. And I'm like, okay, cool.
0: Yeah, because you, you, how long have you been doing assemblies for now?
1: Uh, what oh, about like- six months? No, yeah, no, no, I did my first one about a year ago again.
0: Was that <clears> written <throat> in the story? Did you want to do assemblies?
1: So, I've always wanted to do public speaking, I think. Well, no, that's fair. Well, so it depends where we're sort of going with the story. When I was at school, I hated public speaking, I hated it literally with a passion because normally when you speak at school, you've got to read, haven't you? So you get a piece of paper and you're reading, and obviously, because I struggle with dyslexia and my reading, I was a bit like, I hated it. Like, mm-hmm. you generally thought when you th- th- when I did that last one at that school when I said I had an anxiety attack yeah, yeah, that basically is what kind of happened and I when I was, was at school and I said it was the best one you'd ever yeah, done yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Huh. but that's bizarre I, I, I'm still trying to comprehend what actually happened I think I knew something good was going to happen again but I just kind of got into my own head about it but when I was at school I used to feel like that all the time I was doing public speaking so I was like I can't think of anything worse but then the more I've sort of gone on this journey of what I'm doing the more people kept telling me like I'm really good at speaking publicly Mm. Again, through the podcast, it's got better. Like the Instagram stuff that I do, like the workshops that I do. Everyone's like, like you need to sort of like get out there and do this. So then when I got offered the opportunity to actually go into a school and do it, I was like, well, yeah, awesome. Mm. And then when we went to Audi, if you remember.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> that's good.
1: Yeah, and then we got on the lift afterwards. And you went, mate. Like, how many times? Have you, how many of them are you done? I went, that's my first one. And you were like, are you joking? I was like, no, that's the first one I've done. But again, I completely blagged it to them and to to you. Apparently, that like I'd done loads of these and I hadn't. It was my first one. I'd done a corporate one. And Audi h headquarters is my, my main one. And I went in there and I kind of, well, again, smashed Mate, it. Mate, you really did smash <clears throat> it. And then you're like, is that your first I like,
0: yeah. Mate, I, and I completely mean that from the yeah. soul of me. But why are you good at doing that then? Where do you think that's come from? There's um, got to have been some preparation in that. I, I,
1: I don't I, I Genuinely, I don't think there has been. It's because when I go and talk, I'm just speaking on a topic that I'm so passionate about. Mm, that helps. Yeah. So, like I said, I, I can talk about mental health. Non stop talking talk about any subject, I'm just going to go talk about it. Whereas before, when you're at school, you got to do a public speaking on a book. Mm. I hated reading, I hated books, don't care. Like, but it's like football. So if you say, right, you've got to go up on stage and talk about foot, your favorite football team, Aston Villa, yeah, cool, I've got to talk about them. It's like you in poetry, just go up on
0: stage, talk about poetry, you can do it all day this long. This is literally your podcast episode with Martin, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So for,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, it's like I, 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 I love mental health, and mm. I've got my, my thing is, it's like, so i did the podcast and the public speaking, it's like I didn't want to do it. But I felt a calling to do it. Yeah. It's like, I've got information I know that can help people. So I have to share it. Mm. I have to. I've got an obligation. Well, I felt like this, 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 this thing about like you have to share this information. You've got to a stage now where you've gone through. Well, got still technically now, again, with waves are waves going through stuff. You've gone through this massive wave of stuff. You've gone through the other side. You've learned so much stuff. You're now in a position to actually talk to people about it. Mm. And they can get it. Because that's the thing for me. I don't use big words. Hmm. I keep it very simple and basic that's how I understand it so you get a lot of people I think they're trying to talk about mental health mindset stuff they're trying to make it too overcomplicate sciencey, overcomplicated. overcomplicate it. it's like no, no no just talk to them on a level so I'm just going there as a normal bloke and make it very clear if you seen I'm not perfect I still have bad days I just know myself hmm. and my whole point is to basically help those kids not waste 15 years of their life like I did so that's it I just talk and I'm so comfortable and confident because I, I know my stuff like, if the presentation didn't work, I could still carry on talking. Yeah, Like, yeah. if the kids ask me a question, I know the answers. Like, it's not a problem to me. So when you feel that comfortable and confident, it's just as easy as me and you talking right now. Yeah. There's nothing to
0: it. And you mentioned there about you can just open up about it now. Yeah. Was there a stage in your life where you wouldn't open up at all then or talk about... Were you quite trivial in your conversations before your depression and then when after your depression happened the depth in your mindset and the conversations you're having completely transformative?
1: Uh, I'll say so, yeah. I think before I saw my mental health, I, I, I think I sort of alluded to it when I was last, last on here. <clears throat> because of my modelling, all the stuff I was doing, that was this shallow depth of my conversations. All I would talk about is my modelling. Or talk about is fitness, exercise. Like I didn't have any substance to me really because I had yeah. no real va- I didn't really have any value to give. I did clearly on some level have some value to give, but I didn't know the value. So I would just talk. Mm. I would just talk by talking about the stuff that I think thought people wanted to hear about. Mm. And again, it's like you, you were trapped on your vibrational frequency. So the only people I was talking to was on that vibrational frequency. Like I wouldn't have come into contact with you because you wouldn't have been giving me a second of thought because of how I was talking, what I was talking about. Like, do I mean, you I just wouldn't have been on your radar? Yeah. The only way you come onto people's radars is because you're on the same sort of frequency as them. So there's me as this low-frequency being, just talking absolute rubbish, that's just basically trying to get validation. Yeah. Talking to people that are also
0: on a low-frequency, trying to get validation. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it, that's all it was. I so just in this little The validation bubble. thing is really interesting then. yeah And that's because for this podcast when I'm getting you back on I wanted to go down the path of all the mental health that we've been working well, on well you
1: know me you know me more than anybody but so how if, I- if, if you're gonna if you're gonna get stuff out of me Mikey, no. if anyone's gonna get anything out of me it's gonna be you uh,
0: we, we, we touched on you know all my stuff <laughs> the, the younger Dan we did we went there in the last episode which I'll pop up in this yeah, yeah. but then we sort of went more to the the laws of attraction and the trajectory mm-hmm. that you were on then mm-hmm. and the path mm-hmm. but we didn't quite dive in in to the young Dan, which is a good thing. I don't talk, I don't talk about, about him. And his
1: yeah. girlfriend, yeah. you said yeah. that, like this. Like, I don't want to talk
0: about young Dan. I thought, do I want to talk about young Dan? <laughs> and it's entirely up to you how far we go in. But I would love, especially the validation thing there. Mm. What were you like as a kid? And were you struggling to be validated? Did you not feel, because we did that Paul Cope course, mm-hmm. did you struggle to be enough and feel enough?
1: Yeah, I don't know where it came from, though. I, I absolutely 100% did. And I, I look back now, I don't know where it came from. The only thing I could possibly think of is I've got three younger brothers. Mm. And for me, I feel, again, this is my feeling. So, again, I, I've gone to, I say, trouble. My, my parents don't necessarily like me talking about my parents because, yeah. obviously, it's my interpretation of events. And, obviously, I was a kid, so I don't really know. But for me, it's almost seemed like, um, because I was the eldest, like once they come along, I kind of got pushed down the pecking order. Because mm. like I could fend for myself almost. If that makes sense. I'm quite an independent person. Um, so for me, I think that validation thing is I just wanted to be enough. I think I wanted to be centre of attention because I had been centre of attention. Yeah. And then I wasn't centre of attention. Chasing. And I didn't like that. So then it's just like I then was always trying to push boundaries. Like do you know I mean, and that I think is where it came from. Uh, and essentially, fundamentally, as human beings, we don't actually know how powerful and amazing we are. Mm. So I look back for my entire time at school and stuff, I literally just wanted someone to tell me that I was good enough and I was okay. And still even now, like it's still a problem that I still do have. Like just someone just be like, so my thing is, I've, I've had it before, but I've really, really helped some people and it's quite prominent in stuff that's happened recently. Where I've done so much to help people along doing stuff because I'm, I'm a giver. I like to give stuff. I don't really want anything back from that. I don't do it for anything. But all I'd like is just them to say like, I really appreciate that. Mm. That really means a lot. Yeah. Because then it makes me feel like, ah, Okay, cool. Like, I'm, I'm I'm, seen. And what I've done's helped. Yeah. Does that make sense? Because my entire life, I felt like I was just... Uh, 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 like, I just felt like I just drifted through life. Yeah. So I was doing things for people to notice me. So even now, so I, I don't do things to be noticed, but I notice that when I do get hurt, mm. it's because I've done something and then no one showed any appreciation for it. So for example, a coach that I had... Um, I'm not gonna mention names, Jennifer. I did so much stuff to help them in their career. Yeah. So coming to this environment, there was me and another coach at this specific gym. We were both males. She was a female, uh, and we were experienced personal trainers, very, very good. And she came along, literally completely fresh, new, just qualified. And basically, I sat down with her for three hours. Uh, basically, gave her all this information for free. So this before the Prime Life Project, just helping us like you're going to get eaten alive here. Mm. So read these two books, research this. Here's how I do things just so you're kind of on a level playing field, so you don't feel completely inferior and you kind of know what I'm doing, if that makes sense, yeah. rather than being like, what's going on here? Obviously then I created the Prime Life Project, she came involved in it, and then when she parted, there was no, she basically then parted, because the, the guy, there was me and this other guy, and this other guy left to set up his own place, which <laughs> cool, awesome, yeah, that's fine, yeah. his, his journey, absolutely not a problem at all. Um, but then she then left to go and work with him. Again, not a problem at all. But it was just the fact that there was no appreciation Yeah. At all, there was no thank you very much. I really appreciate because you've been with me for, for for a year, and again, I'd helped to progress and again doing these team meetings around passing information. I didn't want anything. Just, I wasn't doing it for that reason. I wasn't doing it. I don't do things for people to say that, mm. but just for me. The thing that hurt the most when I look back at it, it wasn't the fact that she'd left. It was the fact that there was no appreciation. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's almost like. I didn't exist. and
0: that, Does that make sense? Yeah, and that, yeah, that's what hurts just, for just me the most. Going, you're an important part of my journey. Yeah, it's like, really I, I really, appreciate, appreciate, yeah, 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 really appreciate, yeah, I really appreciate
1: the fact that you actually took the time to sit down with me and do this. Completely. Again, I, like, for me as a person, like, I, I don't know, It's that's, again, still something I'm, I'm working on. Again, it's still a continual journey, but that is something that time and time again in my life when that, so that stuff happens, that's what hurts. It's like, did it not mean anything to just be like, thank you? Do you,
0: do you think that is a trigger and through a trauma-based response or is it inherent in all of us because i feel it too Mm. is it an inherent natural thing in people
1: uh that's a great question i think everyone to some degree wants to know that they are good enough If that makes sense so for me i think that was the biggest thing
0: is that uh, it's just a what, yeah. I oh, was
1: just a what, okay. I was, I was saying, yeah, I was doing <laughs> myself. Yeah, I, 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 I think we all, some of you just want to know that what we're doing is good enough mm. and we've just been appreciated. I think I think everyone wants to be appreciated. I think that, that, that's on a fundamental level. Just, yeah. People just want to be appreciated if they put time and energy See, effort in. They don't want anything for it in return. Like, I'm not doing, I don't want any monetary value. I don't want you to, to put a Facebook post out or Instagram. Post. It's nothing like that, just on a level, on a personal level where it's like, I've put this energy into you yeah. and my time yeah, and all this stuff into you just that one thing of like, do you know what? Thank you. Yeah. I, I saw that. I felt that. I got that. Thank you. And that's it. it doesn't have to be. Doesn't have to be any more than a thank you, because that one thing, if it's meant, and again, it comes from like a place of genuine sincerity. I think that's what most people want. Now, again, some people go for their life and they don't necessarily need or want that. But I feel for me, that's just a thing of where I'm at in my life. That is one thing that I'm trying to work on. To be like, some people don't have that awareness. To understand how powerful that can be. Mm. Like I understand how powerful words can be. Yeah. Like, words are extremely powerful. So for me, like you, you know, thinking about this before, I can't remember if it's on my podcast or what, but you, you your your words come from your thoughts. Mm. So you're thinking about something. Like the words you're using are what your subconscious is saying. So right now I'm talking about this. I had no idea we were going to talk about this. So mm. clearly in my subconscious, it feels attacked about this subject. Like mm. it's a quick quick, clearly quite a personal thing for me that on a subconscious level means something to me. Mm. Because you've not asked about this. You've, opened, you've left a completely open question for me, and that's what I've decided to go down. Mm. So clearly my subconscious is like, this is still an issue for you, Daniel. Uh-huh. This is still a thing for that's you. Really and you really don't like it when people do this. Yeah. But again, I had no awareness of that. My brain wasn't like, oh, which one do we want to talk about? Really it just started talking. Yeah. So my subconscious, clearly there, because again, of stuff that's happened recently as well, it's clearly very, very raw. It's clearly very, very raw. My subconscious wants to talk about it. Mm. So it's understanding the power of words. And just by actually saying, thank you, yeah, like I really appreciate that. That is powerful,
0: Mm. like your words. That's a big thing, that makes sense? And I think to add to it as well, we want purpose in our lives. Mm. And I don't think there is a purpose to life. So we're trying to search and make meaning in life. And the jobs that we do, if you feel you're not getting any validation from it, any form of uh, a thank you, or I put a piece of music out Mm. and, and no comment or anything and you're just putting it out into the ether, mm-hmm. it's kind of, well, what was the point? Yeah. So it's back to that purposelessness yeah. then. Yeah. So I think that could be an element of it too, mm-hmm. is if I'm putting all this energy and time and expenditure into this thing that I love and I feel it is doing for people, mm-hmm. and it's not being recognised, it's taking away my purpose that I'm putting into it.
1: I think it's also situational. So for example, the podcast, I don't do it for people to say thank you. Yeah. Yeah, so I think I think it's completely situational. That's really interesting. Because too. for me, it's like like I don't go through everyday life doing things for people to be like, oh, thank you. Yeah, I do feel a mean, similar way. So, so actually, it's just yeah. by specific things, and I think specific circumstances, situations. This one again, it's stuff that I'm working through now to figure it out. So for the podcast, I don't want all my listeners to be like, oh, thank you. Mm. Every episode, I don't I don't need or want. I don't do nice it for that. Yeah, it feels that, amazing. That extra one. It feels absolutely yeah. amazing when you receive it. It feels absolutely incredible. But I don't do it for that reason. Now you're right. But whereas before, right. When, when we're talking about. The original question. The thing for me was, I was an empty person trying to get validation because I didn't know that I was good enough. Yeah. I didn't know I was good enough, so I was trying to get people to say like, "Oh, you're really attractive." Oh, I love that you're a model. Oh, you have six pack. Oh, you train in the gym. Oh, you're so dedicated. Oh, you're so this. And it's like, yeah, I am. Mm. Yes, yes. Keep telling Mm. me I'm all these things. That's what I needed it for. Whereas now, it's not that. It's just like a just thank you. Yeah. Like if in certain situations, it's like I
0: feel like it's kind of warranted. Does that that make sense? Yeah, and going to the timeline of you then. Yeah. We we sort of gone to literally the family side where the potential could have started and a really important time in our lives is school that's where we formulate ourselves what was that experience like and did that sort of breed another element of that wanting validation wanting to be liked
1: yeah so school um yeah school for me so uh, i'm dyslexic um so for me growing up I, I really struggled to read and i basically had to wear these glasses these tinted glasses to help me read um so i got really badly bullied for that because like i said i couldn't read properly and i also had really bad skin so i had really bad like acne against shiny foreheads so i still get that now so people what were the glasses like so oh was dis- literally
0: just normal glasses because i'm you, dyslexic yeah. but i've never been given yeah not. cool glasses yeah 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 so I basically
1: um when i got diagnosed with it they basically gave me like a sheet of paper yeah i had that yes then yeah, so basically they could turn that into glasses oh dude. yeah so basically, <laughs> so, rather, so basically rather than walking around this Sheet of paper. You basically just had tinted glasses. So cool. cause all it is is a, it's the color. So it's not the sheet of paper. Yeah. So mine was green. So basically, all it did was just get normal sunglasses, but instead of it being a, the black color or whatever it is, they just made it green. Ah. So then it filters everything in this green color. Like you see that the the night
0: vision glasses were, the blue light blockers. that are orange. Mm. Mine would just be like that, but green. Any, uh, what does that do? The colour in for dyslexic because mine was red. Yeah. But actually, reflecting back on it, I don't know what the colour does. for uh, us. I,
1: I'm not sure. I think it's something to focusing, focusing the mind and the brain, and the eyes. Right, obviously, okay. it's, like, it's the brain that's struggling to process. So I think maybe something to do with the colour helps you focus. Interesting. I, I think. So you've um, got
0: spots and green glasses. Yeah. On. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it's tragic. Um, Dude, I want to give you a cuddle. Yeah, now. but, but, but this thing,
1: and again, I didn't really fit in with many crowds because again, I, I was a very good footballer, so I had the cool kids that like liked me because I was a really good goalkeeper and played for quite a few football teams. So I had that. But I also like Warhammer, I like rock music, I liked skateboarding. So I didn't really know where I sort of belonged. So again, walking around school, like I just didn't really belong. I didn't feel like I fit in. So I was the guy like, at break time that would walk around by himself. That was kind of me. And again, looking back at it, I was just very much in my own head. Mm. I literally spent so much time in my own head and I had no understanding that i was in my own head if that makes sense yeah. so it, over time i look at the depressive tendencies that kicked in and look at how it ended up in adulthood i clearly have been planting those seeds when i was a kid if that makes sense how so What? because obviously if i'm walking around at school and yeah. i'm by myself probably thinking i'm a bit of a loser i'm a weirdo and again looking at girls so again from a young age to girls like me again how i dressed my hair everything was just like oh girls looking at me Do girls like me ah. like doing well i really like her but she? oh no she won't like me like why was she like me
0: was the emphasis on girls though as well because other people in your vicinity, it to get a good girl was to gain status. So was that another factor of... Because uh, why, why girls? I
1: think again, it was just validation. Yeah. yeah I wanted yeah. someone to yeah. like me. Yeah. Because like, obviously you see these cool kids at school and they've got like three or four girls that are after them. Mm. I'd be like, oh, I'd love it if someone was after me. Like, yeah, I'd good. love it if someone actually liked me like that. And that's things like... Because again, it's like that whole motherly love thing, isn't it? Mm. Obviously, if you're not trying to get motherly love from a no, girl I know exactly at school, what but it's just you're like saying. it's just from the opposite it's sex. The feminine, yeah, the, the feminine, exactly. What I'm saying like mm. the, that feminine energy. Uh, because again, the more I've gone through my life, and this is going to sound really bizarre for people that know me, like because of how I, I am, I actually do have a very feminine side to me as well. Yeah, like I've got a very oh, like, masculine side. Yeah, <laughs> I've got a masculine side. But I've also got a very feminine side as yeah. well. But for me, it's just like I didn't really know how to express that. And it's only really recently when. Let's, say, let's genuinely be honest about it it's probably the podcast, two, two, let's say three years ago I've only actually really started to embrace that feminine side of me that feminine energy yeah. and actually being comfortable just being me rather than t- constantly trying to be macho, 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 macho which I've never really tried to be anyway but you just try and fit in, don't you? Yeah. So it's only for me the last few years where I've realised like all this time from my childhood I was just so in my own head mm. I was so in my own head and it wouldn't have been a nice place to be because again you've got no concept of controlling your thoughts Yeah. So all it'd take was for someone to say something to me and I would have just sat there and I'd have Man, ruminated boy. on it. Yeah. I'd, have, I'd, yeah, I'd have taken it on as gospel without questioning mm. it. I'd gone straight in yeah. and I'd sat there and ruminated on it. And let's say someone said, for example, when, when I talk about, uh, I used to think I had a really big nose. to think like I had a massive forehead. But all these things are stuff that people had said to me huh. and it's literally only when I really thought about it and I've had girlfriends be like, your nose is fine, your forehead's fine. Like, yeah. What the hell are you going on about? And then you realize, like, okay, that's clearly rubbish then and you disregard it. But all this other stuff I, I didn't realise like There's all this other stuff where people send stuff to you and you're just a bit like, you take it as gospel and you walk walking around in your own head thinking that if a girl looks at you, they must be thinking, oh, she's you've got a big nose. Mm. Or if someone laughs at you, or if someone doesn't like you, oh, it's because you've got a big nose. Or it's because you dress like this. Or it's because you like this. And then you're basically creating your existence on all these other people's parameters. Mm. And then you're taking it on. Then you cre- You're living in this world essentially where you're constantly judging and critiquing everything that you're doing to try and fit into other people's view of the world huh. rather than what I really needed to do at that time was just be like, what do I actually want? Yeah, yeah. What do I want? What do I want to do? Like, do you know what I mean? I, I didn't have that. My, my whole thing was, what what do the people around me need me to be and want me to be? Mm. And how can I be that? And that's basically all <laughs> it was. Yeah. That's literally all it was. And again, I wasn't very academic anyway, so I actually struggled to be in school. I found it very, very challenging. So for me, it just wasn't a nice time.
0: Was there pressure on you achieving as well? In school?
1: Yeah, because my brothers are quite smart. So my brothers yeah. are quite smart, quite academic. Um... And I just wasn't. like I genuinely did try, but I just found it very boring. And still to this day, like I think I said this to you in my last podcast, it's like, you give me a book on anything. If I don't want to read it, I will not read it. Yeah, yeah. I just won't. I I do not enjoy reading. I enjoy what reading does for me. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if you give me all the books I read, I read them and I love them because I love it. Yeah, I'm I'm literally obsessed with it. I'll get this book and I'll literally be obsessed with reading it. But if you're like, oh, Dan, here's this amazing thing about farms. (laughs) I don't care. Yeah. I literally don't care. I love farms. love animals. Again, poetry. I said to you before, I use the example of poetry. It's
0: still like that you read one of yeah. my poems. No, no, no.
1: Like no, 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 <laughs> no but that. I will read poetry. Yeah. Like I will read poetry. But if you gave me a book about poetry,
0: yeah.
1: I wouldn't care. Because mm. I don't care about poetry. I enjoy reading poetry.
0: Yes, yeah, I get you.
1: I, again, you, and you've taught me how to use creative writing. Mm. But if you say, oh, Dan, here's a book about poetry and where poetry came from and its roots don't care to be honest I, literally, yeah, I, literally, I don't care but it's, that's for me it's like if you say oh Dan actually here's a book that I've read about mental health cool I then look at that book I look at it and I'm like and it talks about uh, how to be a good parent
0: yeah 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 don't care Yeah,
1: could be the best book you've ever read and said oh Dan changed my life I'm not a parent for no intention of being a parent mm. anytime soon I'll keep that book I'm like, awesome and I've got loads of them maybe you've done this uh, people when they recommend books on Instagram yeah, and stuff. Yeah. I screenshot them and every now and again I go back and look because I'm like this isn't relevant to me right now but it might be at some point. So if you gave me that book, I'm like, I'll down and buy this book. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not going to read it, but I'll put that over there. Mm. Then if I then do become a parent, that will be one of the first books I go to because mm. then instantly I'll want to know about it. Yeah. And because my life shifts, I'll then be looking at everything to become a better parent. Does that make sense? Yeah. So for me, Almost I will only for the yeah, change. I will only read what I want to read because it's what my my brain needs and my subconscious. Yeah, I, what makes my soul happy essentially. I, I
0: judge myself and. Base myself on other people's standards when they're all mm. reading the same books as each other and they're mm. sharing them together, and I'm like, but it doesn't feed my soul. But I try to force myself mm. into it, and thus putting myself off reading a lot of the time. But because... then, but then you
1: can't. but This thing you can't. If everyone's reading the same book, yeah, that's not your book. Yeah, that's someone else's information. So just because these people, let's say there's four of them, and they've all read this book, which is someone else's information, they've all read the book and then talking, and they're in this little little clicky thing, and they're all like. Going on about this book, yeah. That doesn't help them critically think about that book and learn and grow. Don't make say they've just yeah. literally taken this person's information and then just read it, and then they're confirming it all to each other. Mm. Okay, well, you've all read it, so you don't need to confirm it to each other. Yeah. So actually, what would be more beneficial was if all four of you read four different books on the same subject, yeah. and then you actually sat down and had a discussion about it, and then came up with your own version of it. Event if that makes mm. sense, and you could be like, "Oh, this book said this," and you're like, "Oh, well, actually, this book said this," and you're like, "Oh, that's really interesting." Mm. Like, well, actually, this book said this because of this oh, well, that kind of ties into this because this book says this about this. Oh, right. So what these both kind of two people are saying is this. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense.
0: Does that yeah, make sense? That's, that's more beneficial yeah. than
1: having these four people like, oh, we've already read the same book. Oh, brilliant. And then you keep reading all these It's like, okay, well, all you now know is what that one author said. Mm. Brilliant. It's like people, are, oh, I'll only read this kind of book or this one kind of person. It's like, I won't just read one type of book. I'll read different types of books. I'm like A business book, like a, a spiritual book, and then like a mental health mindset book you class audio is reading a book? No. No. <laughs>
0: uh, I, I, I don't read many books there. No. So, so,
1: so the reason why I say that is
0: I think there's something, again,
1: I think it is a way of doing it. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Like, so I'm not saying for a single second that people, like I recommend clients do audiobooks when you, when you, when you walk in. And some people absorb the information more. Mm. But I feel like there's something very powerful in actually physically reading the words. And I'll tell you what the actual trick is. Reading and listening to the book at the same time. Wow. 'Cause then you're getting the visual and the audio. So, be, so, yeah. so so when I read I have to read out loud.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah.
1: So when I'm reading, I'm getting the audio as well. Just for uh, me to help to help me read, reading out a really loud really helps. Good
0: trick. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. love that. Yeah. And just from you saying that, it made me smile because I'd never equated it, but I've done that before and it feels better. Yeah. When I, I always it. read out loud. It,
1: always. Always. Really and again, that's why sometimes I'll um um when it should be in my office, like people would know that I was in there and it wouldn't disturb me because it would hear me reading out loud. And then some people just come in and sit and listen to me read. Like oh, Kate mate. Kate, Kate, I for example, love it. Kate for example Kate for example. Um I'd be like I'm gonna go read. She still it now she'll be like, um, oh can I just listen to you read. Oh, so okay. I don't read to her. I just read out loud. I just do what I do. Yeah. And she just happens to sit there and listen. So I'm not reading that's to beautiful. her and yeah. I wouldn't read to you. Yeah. You I you would just, just read. be reading and I'm like and I'm doing I, I it out loud. I not
0: want to know what's going on. Yeah yeah yeah. That, yeah, yeah so that's, that's what I do. Go go in Back into the timeline as yeah. well then, um, do you think because it was such a confusing childhood for you and then school upbringing and you are always in your head, mm-hmm. when you moved to America, yeah. did you have this idea of, oh, I'm going to go and just rebuild myself so I'm going to get as far away as possible? Yeah. Was that a concept for you?
1: Um, so at the time I basically had this girlfriend, this relationship. And basically I, ran, I went to America to run away.
0: Uh, mate we did the set yeah, I went yeah, to Australia yeah, 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 to, to get away, away. Yeah. so basically
1: this girlfriend and looking back at it yeah. she, there was nothing wrong with her at all like she was absolutely awesome I look back at this
0: relationship uh, again I'd have
1: been, had been uh, uh, yeah yeah, I'd had have been, yeah, yeah, been 15, 16, 17, <laughs>
0: 18 uh, no, 16, 17, 18 uh, how long yeah. we've known each other and how close we are yeah. and even still we're like oh dude, yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so, why like, yeah. I love you I've lived
1: for three years 16, 17, 18 uh, and again absolutely amazing we went through some turbulent times I look back at it now and I was just a terrible boyfriend because again, of course, I would be because I didn't know myself. And again, it's it's one of the things where I um, spoke about it before when um, when my podcast with Jeanette. Yeah, I'm talking about people trying to fix relationships. Mm. It's like, the, the, was it was it on there? No, 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 it was on the uh, podcast. Um, get confused. I spent so much time with you on the radio with Aaron we relationship, yeah, yeah. and I said like oh they're trying to fix it it's like no no you don't fix it you fix yourself mm. so in a relationship people try and fix it they fix the relationship you can't fix the relationship unless you fix yourself first because you are part of the problem so again for me all I was trying to do was fix this relationship and this relationship was broken and again I blame her I look back at now there's nothing wrong with her mm. She didn't know herself. I didn't know ourselves. We clearly weren't compatible. were not compatible we going through our own things, and uh, we clashed. And then the relationship wasn't that great. I mm. don't get me wrong; I had some amazing times, but I definitely did not shower myself in glory. And if you listen to her, if you went go to go speak to her, like, or "What was done like?" You probably think it's a bit of a knob. <sighs> and I, would, I would agree. I, I, would, I would agree because I, I would have been. But it's because I had no concept of myself and how you're supposed to act in a relationship. I literally only learned how to be in a relationship when I was 28 years old.
0: But before we jump into America, yeah. then, let's sticking there because okay. that's interesting that's just before that's a pivotal part it yeah, right? yeah what sort of moments what What were you exhibiting there to that was toxic traits oh, mate, and why where I, did I, they stand mate from? I was
1: cheating on her all the time really I hope to god she doesn't listen to this yeah not, she's not to <laughs> she not world. know yet no, well I don't know she did <laughs> but again it, yeah, just, I, don't, I, I genuinely don't think she did I don't think um, you're um, I and mean. again I, I, she, she, I don't think she follows me or anything so she wouldn't say anything um, but she wasn't a nice person yeah because, again, she was absolutely stunning. I love your honesty. Yeah, this yeah, yeah, this yeah, yeah. absolutely stunning, absolutely beautiful. Like I look back at it now, and this is, this is the story of my entire life. I have someone that's very, very attractive, gives me all the love that I need, and I'm just like, what the hell is this? Like I don't deserve this. Let's just destroy it. Come on, please psychoanalyze that, because we do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah so there's why, a why do we do the... that? <laughs> because, again, I didn't love myself. Yeah. So, I do, I, I do not love myself. I literally think that I'm a piece of shit. Mm. I think I'm a piece of shit that's ugly, doesn't deserve all this happiness, and then someone is literally throwing me all this happiness. I don't know how to deal with that. I've got absolutely no idea how to deal with that. Mm. So, what do I do? Panic. I like, okay, well, I'm, I don't deserve this, like, so uh, I need to try and ruin it somehow. And then, so, <laughs> so I go sabotaging. and do that. But again, so but again, it's almost like I wanted to get caught. Yeah. I'm like doing this cheating, I like want to get caught, but then this is then the thing. Because then I'm cheating, then getting validation from someone else. It's like, oh, well, this person likes me. And again, you look at my repertoire of all the women I've set with, which is hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of women. And look at the vast majority of them. It was pure, I had no standards. Mm. And the reason I had no standards was because I didn't care. Yeah. Because I still thought as a kid at school, there was ugly, there was getting bullied, that no girls wanted. So whenever anyone paid me any attention, I would jump on it. Mm. Because that's what I was crying for. I literally wanted people to like me. I was like, oh wow, this person's actually paying me attention. This person wants to sleep with me. Wow, bam, jump on it. Yeah, and again it was just completely on autopilot and sometimes I'd finish I'd be like what the hell is going on here no not that thing where guys get the, that that that, that uh, when they finish so they have that the lull it wasn't that I'm yeah. not talking about that I'm uh, talking about literally like a few days afterwards I'd be like yeah. what the hell oh, is
0: wrong, wrong with me that long lasting
1: yeah what the hell is wrong with me because it's like self pity like, uh, yeah self pity like just disgust with myself which then feeds into not liking myself it's
0: the story and yeah. then, then go back
1: to this amazing girlfriend and they're like what and literally this whole negative cycle of me just being a horrible person again it's still in my own head I'm telling myself i'm a horrible person and mm. then you try and fix it and it's just it's again she was probably doing the same thing i wouldn't known but there's me just being this horrible person i know that i'm a horrible person i think it was an amazing person there it was never going to work mm. so then obviously things would happen things would clash she would then get frustrated because obviously the energy that i'm giving off so then she'd then come across like psychotic she wasn't psychotic. It was me just being a dick, probably.
0: Do you want me to look
1: back at it now? It's like, there's probably nothing wrong with her. And, and she probably had problems Reasons. in her life. Yeah, yeah of course traits. she did. Because, again, she's a young girl you as well. everything.
0: She's a young girl as well. Yeah, completely. So what it should
1: have been, two people so, exploring yeah. and growing together. And yeah. it wasn't. It was me, essentially, being yeah. an absolute arsehole, ruining my entire life without realising I was doing it. Yeah. Like, just trying to get some validation and love. And again, how many guys go through that their entire lives not knowing? Mm. Not knowing. Because all I needed then in that situation was just to realise that I was enough and that this love this person was giving me Enough I deserved a it. Word. Yeah, love, like genuinely unconditional love. Yeah. But again, I had no idea how to give love. And no idea. I had no idea how to give love and or how to receive love. So, all and again, time and time again in my life I got into numerous situations where I have these amazing people in my life and they'll give me unconditional love and I do not know how to deal with it. Mm. Don't have a clue and fundamentally because I did not love myself and this is again when we talk about that deep work that dark work that inner work that is the hardest part when you can actually sit down and look at yourself and be like you're enough and I remember the first time I did it and I meditated and I said to myself I love you mm. literally burst out crying uncontrollably crying just by saying I love I love you and I was crying my eyes out I just sat there meditating just like and it's just, whatever was going on and it just out of the blue I was like I love you mm. and I really meant it and I just burst out crying mm. it was a beautiful moment it was the first time I'd ever actually think I said to myself I love you because I'd never said it. I'm yeah. always like, oh, I'm a dickhead. Oh, I'm this, oh, I'm that. As you can do this podcast, I'm very aware that when I'm doing this. So I'm telling a story. I'm very aware that I'm saying to myself, I was a dick. Mm. Or I am. Do you know I mean? Because I'm taking myself back to be in that story. It's like, it's not nice how I was talking about myself
0: internally and the things I was doing. Do you think though, as well, it's accelerated you to be this person that you are? Because you've still not got it in there to live off of but it's been there before this feeling of not enough mm. so you've been quite tenacious with your journey mm-hmm. and become this character because i'm just thinking people that have lived that quote unquote archetypal existence happy lifestyle been told they're enough for just being mm-hmm. which is, uh, is my preference for mm-hmm. people to be But then they don't have this thirst to create an empire or do crazy things with their life. It really does feel my favorite people that I've ever met in my journey have broken backgrounds. Mm. And I'm not telling parents to go and break your children Mm. and and give them broken backgrounds. But it is this balance factor of going through hardship in your life, feeling not enough, Mm -hmm. But you've built this thing from it. Does that make mm-hmm. sense?
1: I don't necessarily think, I think it think works both ways as well. Because you've got people mm. that have had that archetypal life that you mentioned there that have been told us, and they're, they're even more broken sometimes mm. than the people that haven't done anything. Because the po- people there, they're so broken because they're living in this fancy world. They mm. don't know reality and they can't do anything wrong. That's not reality. And they don't know themselves at all. So basically, the whole journey from both sides of the spectrum is both people trying to find themselves. Mm. So you've got one side that basically know that... Basically, they, 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 their entire life, convince themselves that they are no good. And they've got to bring themselves up to a level of yeah, neutrality. Yeah, yeah. And you've got the other side that think they're God's gift and they just don't live on this planet, think they're entitled and can do no wrong. And they then need to be... Uh, to I, get spe- to the neutral. I suppose
0: that... Because enough is the neutral for yeah, being told Everyone's enough, enough but that i think where we've gone there is like people that have been told they're absolutely the yeah, golden yeah, one yeah 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 and that's the danger yeah but i'm thinking of those that have been kept just in on the a neutral. neutral yeah i i wonder how they bear in life into ter- in terms of creating great things and doing certain Well, if they've been hard- told that if
1: they've been told that they're enough yeah. then they should already understand it Still, mm. know themselves a bit more if that makes sense, yeah. Because I'm assuming that people that are feeling that way again, I would assume, I don't know, um, they have a lot more self awareness,
0: yeah, yeah. So, that's, so true. that's
1: essentially all it is you're trying to bring self awareness that neutrality of
0: like being enough, you need that self awareness to know that you're enough. Well, I've, I've got myself that I feel has gone from this level yeah. from the bottom. Um, I've known people that have been the golden children mm-hmm. and turned out as knobheads, and yeah. <laughs> you've got to try and bring down, but I do have examples of friends that I meet the family, I know them on such a soul level mm-hmm. that have lived in that nice state mm-hmm. and you, you know, just witnessing how they operate I'm thinking of my mate Jaggeria, mm-hmm. but he is so content mm-hmm. in all aspects of his life and I get quite a bit of envy towards mm-hmm. it sometimes because mm-hmm. I'm like, you you don't mind leaving a party early, you don't mind uh, just going home, being on your own space, mm. and uh, having a job that ticks you over. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean?
1: Because he need, he understands that he's enough. Yeah, yeah. So he, he understands yeah. that he's enough. So it, he's been brought up in that you
0: are enough. I think it's be, this is the area wanting yeah. people to get to. Yeah, at you, France, you are enough. Yeah. You are enough. You know yourself well. He's just had a faster track to get. Yeah, faster there. track there because again, if yeah. your parents
1: are bringing you up saying that you're enough no matter mm. what goes on. Like you do what makes you happy as long as it's ethical, it's in control. Like what makes your heart happy what makes your heart happy is it an ethical thing to do like is it what you really want to do if the answer is yes then cool yeah. that then means that in adult life if you don't want to do something you won't do it but you will say no thank you you'll be polite You'll be, but you're aware of what do I want what do I need mm. Does that make sense and that's yeah, basically complete. the biggest thing Like most of us don't like, you're the, yeah. I genuinely don't believe you have to be broken or gone through some bad stuff to basically be on this journey I think it helps because it gives you no choice like if you, if you hit rock bottom you've got nowhere else to go you've got one or two ways you either leave this planet or you do something about it mm. And I, I don't think leaving the planet is an acceptable thing. Like, when I, I say it's an acceptable thing, that's not judging anybody that's done that. What I'm saying is, mm. like, with what's going on nowadays, like, I don't want that to be a thing. Yeah. I don't want people to ever feel that's the only option. Like, I, there's always another way. So for me, it's not acceptable in the fact of people do that because they don't feel like there's another option. Yeah. So that's why I mean when I say it's not acceptable. It's not acceptable because there is always another way. And I know that in that, in that situation, headspace,
0: I fully understand I, where I, people I, go. I think that my favourite word, that nuanced mm. conversation... But it is just those phenomenal things and those performers and you doing what you do and wanting to help so many people. I think you've said it before, it's those people that have been to those dark Mm -hmm. elements of life and what it's got to give. And we don't want everyone to have gone through there To build a community, Mm -hmm. you've got to have people that feel they're enough and Mm -hmm. feel they're just great Mm -hmm. being the the substandard Mm -hmm. part of what, holds a community together mm-hmm. but those people that have risen from the ashes kind of thing mm-hmm. we need them to have been through that yep. and and create those huge pivotal things in society does that make yep. sense yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's important that people know yes your journey has been hard and yes you've got to work a little bit harder for it or that's going to make you access later in life excess. You're going to create great things from it.
1: Mm. Life happens for us, not to us. Yeah. So just understand that all that stuff, though, if it is a bad stuff, it's because it's what you need. Yeah. So if in your life you have suffered this hardship, it's because it's what you need to catapult you forward. Mm. Some people need that in their life to catapult them to greatness. Other people don't need that. Yeah. So I fully believe that like life happens for us. Like, and again, for me, like all that stuff happened for me. Like he was teaching me valuable lessons to catapult me to where I am now. Where like your mate Jagger, for example,
0: probably didn't need that. Mm. Life didn't need to give him that to get to where he was going to. Because that's what I'm thinking just for myself is if I'd have been told on this farm, you're enough, you were fine, you're great doing what you do, I'd have probably, and this is a fine existence and story too, I would have just potted on the farm, become my dad, worked in the catteries and lived that thing. Mm -hmm. But because I've had to strive to prove myself and show my validation and find validation... Mm -hmm then that's why we're sitting on these buses. That's why I've been on stages and done all those things. But you might have
1: actually, by doing that, discovered your creative flow. Yeah. So actually, you might have, because again, you've been in this existence, you might have then started singing. Yeah, or yeah. writing poetry. Yeah. So again, it's one of the things where it, it, it's interesting. Like, how, like if that's you, what you were meant to be as a person, yeah. you'd have found a way for it to happen. Yeah. Do you know yeah. I mean? like, it, like it, the universe has told you right? You need this kicking out of you. Like this, like it needs to come out of you. Mm. So if you've got to go for this stuff. Then if it's come out, flourish. you then go for your your mission. Whereas if you're just working on the farm, what's to say that? Again, you couldn't have been writing poetry and doing that then. It's just a different thing. I've, enjoy, I've thing.
0: enjoyed this part of the conversation. Yeah. It's very interesting and it isn't sort of clear cut, is it? No, no, it's not at all. A really you, you never know. interesting philosophy to sort of ponder yeah, and explore yeah. down. But let's go into America then. Yep. Yeah. Because what were you like as a character here? How old were you and what you were doing? Uh, I was in America
1: when I was uh, 18, 19, 20. No, 19, 20, 21, uh, 22, when I was there and uh, What it was like as a character? So I went over there thinking that I was going to be the best goalkeeper in the world because Americans can't play football. Uh, and basically, I was very much built up in my head that I was going to go there. And it's going to be amazing. It's an amazing thing. And it really wasn't. Like the Americans are actually a lot better at football than we think. Can we give them credit for. They're actually, really, yeah, play they're football. really, really good. And Dude. they will, they will win in a World Cup, I believe, before England do. Really. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah, got, the thing is, they've got the pool. The problem that they don't have they don't have the history. What, what star players have they got? I minute, mean, is it uh, Donovan oh mate, oh mate, or I have got a clue. I don't think he's still yeah. playing. Anymore. But you got, <laughs> got to think with Americans. The thing with Americans is they don't have the culture or desire to play football like we do. They don't have the, the cultural history of it. Like, they're not brought up playing soccer. Yeah, like it's American football. So we've got to think. In America, throughout the, the schooling system, they basically play five or six different sports. Whereas mm. in this country, you either play cricket, yeah. you play rugby, you play football. But over there, in the winter, they'll play basketball. Then they'll play American football. Then there'll be 100-meter sprinters. Then there'll be shot putters. And it's like, what? Like, they're literal mm. athletes. So if, if you get at someone that's like that, that's an all-rounded, well-athlete that can run, jump, do this sort of stuff, and basically build like a monster. Yeah, they are. And then they actually understand. They, then they've grown up in a footballing environment, and, if they, they, and they start to play football, and enjoy it, and they build up. You then have the perfect thing. The, the problem is that they, they, they don't have that history. They're a little bit behind but like these complete specimens yeah they are because yeah. again the facilities that american schools have compared to the english schools are ridiculous absolutely ridiculous so again that's so i basically went there and basically was really really humbled and then got really heavily into drinking so again for me to deal with what was going on the fact of i was there I was basically a failure i went there to play football and i was not playing football i just drank really i just drank smoked loads of weed
0: Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I
1: literally do not talk about my time in America at all. Wow. Not many people know. What well, we're gonna talk about? It. If we're talking about America, like I, the, the time in America, I do not talk about it because it was such a hard topic for me to talk about. I basically essentially forgot it even existed. Because again, I had girl problems in America that was very very prominent. Like again, just recurring themes of my life happened when I was in America. So then guess what? I then came back afterwards. So I ran away. I ran to America to get away from a problem, and then I came back from America because I was a bit like, well, the university messed up my visa application after the four years, so I kind of had to sort
0: of come back you are there for four years four years yeah yeah wow that is a big part of your life then yeah yeah and was it turbulent
1: yeah um, so that's the first year um, so uh, I, I, my, my roommate was a guy called Rafael Rafa Machado so he was Brazilian so again so there's me going to America never even been to America on holiday never been to America in my life um, and then I basically got put with this Brazilian so I didn't even realise that Brazilian spoke Portuguese I thought Brazilians spoke Brazilian yeah it's like, okay, oh, there's no such language as Brazilian. Okay, it's Portuguese. Okay, fine. This guy couldn't speak any English. Oh. So I'm then stuck there in this room with this guy who's never also been to America. He's from Brazil. So imagine the cultural shock for him. Yeah.
0: He can't speak English. What did you say? Like no English, no English. We, we, yeah. so then, we yeah. literally,
1: then I uh, then start to teach him English.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah.
1: So they're literally, we're still best mates now. Like we're still really, really good friends. Honestly. So there's him, the guy called Nick Debacker, who was a, a Belgian kid. Uh, so a, when I first went there, there's only a few foreign kids. So there was one other English kid that'd been there the year before me. Then it was me, uh, him, and this uh, Belgian kid. So mm-hmm. we were, and two Ecuadorians. But so what I was I
0: saying? I was just say, uh, but how quickly? So you you've gone away mm-hmm. from. Dan in yeah. the UK yeah. to try and rebuild yourself yeah. and formulate something. Yeah.
1: Not intentionally. No, 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 I wasn't going there to rebuild anything. Yeah. I, I had no awareness that I was a shit show. But, but I just ran away.
0: Subconsciously. Yeah, you I ran, just ran away. away. I ran
1: away. I wasn't trying to rebuild. I was not going to America to rebuild anything okay. or to become someone different. I just thought I was okay I yeah. needed to get out of the situation
0: and move me to another country. Okay, I get you. I, mean, get I didn't you. go there to be like, oh, when I run away, life will be... like, no. I... How, okay, so how quickly mm-hmm. did you realise oh, this place wasn't any good either. I didn't. Oh. I didn't. So, I, 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 no,
1: honestly, I, I look back at my time in America now, and I, I essentially wasted four years. Really? Yeah. Because again, it turns out I, I'm very socially, not socially awkward is the wrong word. Uh, maybe a little bit socially awkward. I, no. Different, is like wrong socially uh, uh, anxious I don't like social situations. Mm. I don't like going on nights out. So I would not go on nights out and I would just sit there in my dorm room by myself on the computer four years. I, I missed out on a lot of opportunities because I felt really anxious. But I didn't realise it was anxiety. You,
0: you were going there to be the best footballer. Yep. How quickly did you realise that
1: wasn't going to be the case? Uh, well, well so, so, so my story, so let, let me try and uh, I'll do a brief overview. Mm. So the first year I was there, uh, drank a lot, like smoked a lot, basically just a nightmare. Uh, I then got really annoyed about that and then um, second season I came back and I was a bit better. So I was like, right, I need to get better at this. Like I need to improve. Da, da, da. Second season, uh, again, didn't really do anything sat on the bench potted around and then I got really really annoyed so I was like right so I then went uh, away after the second year I'd been there uh, came back so every summer I came back home um, and I thought right I'm going to absolutely hum this because essentially what I've done is i got myself so fat in America as well so I gained two stone to mm-hmm. um, so myself up to 210 pounds which is kind of roughly the size I am now no bigger than I am now but I was fat normally was fat, yeah. and I gave myself asthma because <sighs> that's how unhealthy I was so I came back, this, uh, I'm getting confused here with the timings. Yeah, so the second year, I then came back, but I'd lost all the weight. Mm. So in that summer, I basically thought i to come back and get myself in shape. So I did, came back, got myself in shape. Uh, didn't really focus too much on football uh, when I came back to this country. Just, but anyway, thought I'd get better next year. I was a bit unlucky. I thought I was just fat and acclimatising. Came back the second second year, again, didn't play. So two years, I didn't play. Because in America, I was on seniority. So the goalkeeper that was ahead of me was a year older than me. So he was always going to be mm. the starting goalkeeper unless I was something special wow. because they go on seniority. That's how it works. Unless yeah. you're something special, the senior player always plays. That's how it works. Unless you're something exceptional. And I wasn't. It's a goalkeeper. It's one position. So he was... I was nothing special compared to him. So he plays. Then after the second season, I was really pissed off because so I was like, right, I hate sitting on the bench. This is like crippling me. So then I basically came back and played for... This is when I played for... um, this season? Uh, Rugby Town uh, and some other teams. And I hired a goalkeeping coach. Nice. So basically, I was having a goalkeeping coach three times a week and playing at a very good semi-pro standard in this country. Okay. Uh, really, really good. Uh, and I was, I, honestly, really, like, I was like, I, I felt amazing. I'd lost all this weight. Uh, super, super fit. Anyway, came back, didn't play again. But it was his senior year, so it was his last year. So I kind of knew that I wasn't going to play. So now I look back at myself as a person. I was very, very. I would have been very depressed at this, these three years because football was a big part of my life. So it really, would have bothered me.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm skipping over massive parts of the story. Then mm. I knew that when I left for summer that year, the, the, the coach manager said to me, "You're going to be captain when you come back," kind of thing. So I was like, "Cool." I was like, "Right." I don't believe you because <laughs> um, I'd heard he was going to uh, get some more goalkeepers. So anyway, uh, I kept my ear to the thing, and, I, um, and then it then turns out he was uh, signed three of the goalkeepers. Uh. So before I was just into the goalkeeper so yeah. I had three others and these were all younger than me and I thought he's only going to get a year out of me. Uh. So he's not even going to play me this last year because he doesn't think I'm good enough. Because he didn't think I was good enough for the last three years. In mind the third year I came back I had substantially improved because I spent right. all that money. You've okay. yeah, yeah, so, got yeah, to think yeah. for, for six weeks, seven weeks I was back, three goalkeeping sessions a week I was Good. Mm. It was a professional goalkeeping coach, like a professional goalkeeping coach, wow. smashing balls at me. Yeah. My footwork could improve, my hammer could improve, everything improved. And I came back during the preseason and I was substantially better than that other goalkeeper during preseason. Substantially better, didn't get the nod. Oh. So then my mental health went downhill yeah. and that was it. I just sacked it off, basically. I didn't even try and keep it up, I didn't even try and fight for my place, I just kind of sacked it off. And that's a bit, bit of a regret for me. And then the final year, this mm. one I went to Tamworth. So I was at Tamworth. This is a, a, a professional football team. I was training with them every day like a professional football player I was hammering the gym so I was training in the gym and I was running I came back the leanest I've ever been I outran every single player on that football team because you basically had to do a fitness test so I was determined I was a man on a mission and I was like I'm going to make it impossible for you not to play me there's no way you can't play me I'm going to be that good that you are going to look like an absolute idiot for not playing me so I was like a workhorse I was the fittest I've ever been and literally every time I was running I could pitch that coach and I used that pain so look back at it now I didn't know what I was doing like I know all this stuff about mental health and mindset. But that's all I was doing. I was literally channeling all this energy. Uh, then Tam was t- off me this contract. And basically, my dad said, you're going to be a bit silly not to, like, to, to not go back and finish this last year. And anyway, went back, absolutely smashed it. Mm. So in the first game we played of the season, we were playing against a team that was nationally ranked. So when I first started this university, this is a key point This as well. When I first started, my university was terrible. The first year, it was a different manager. First year, a different manager. Second year, he left. And we had this... this, this arsehole was a manager going mm. Markham but he was incredible he basically said he had the same group of players and said you will not be outworked so he used to run us into the ground we ended up winning the league really the same player because we were fit than everyone else yeah. and then because we did that we got better players so now this final year we are now nationally ranked so I think we're nationally ranked 15th so we're the top 15th country uh, team in the country mm. so we then go to California on this preseason thing and we play against a team that was second and they had the best um, best forward in the league so I then start I get the nod wow. this whole preseason, I've been doing amazing wow. so I go there and I do absolutely incredible we end up winning that game 3-2 and I set up the winning goal their, I think their four got substituted that really good go- got substituted I was amazing and everyone was like wow like, I've made some incredible saves because you're playing against one of the best teams in the country yeah. then the game straight after that we drew nil-nil with a team that was ranked third so I basically in this two games had cemented myself yeah. as the goalkeeper Training session that week when we came back I then snapped my, my knuckle Ooh so one of my defenders ran in front of me and my, oh. literal, my knuckle was hanging off at 90 oh, degrees dude. like straight across I've still, yeah. I've still got issues with it now get to the hospital and they say you're done, can't play and I says I'm not leaving this hospital until, I, until you can tell me that I can play <laughs> uh, and literally I refused to leave literally point I refused to leave and luckily there's was an English doctor so anyway we came in I talked talking to him I explained the whole situation basically what I just said to you I kind of summarised it very quickly like, yeah. this is my year this is what's happening I am playing whether you tell me I can or I can't so that I don't have to lose this finger, what can we do? And he basically created this cast mm. that I could take on and off. Mm. So it just slipped over and it fully wrapped around my hand. So I could not move this finger. It's fully mm. locked in. Yeah. And I had to pay Every time I've on train, twice a day. So I had to take uh, ibuprofen every day, chop it all up. Uh, and I had the best, I think the second best stats that season. of every goalkeeper in the country.
0: See, every is, goalkeeper in the country. So I carried on what... playing. This is what we're alluding to I missed one earlier yeah. in our conversation, though, because that's a sickening attitude. Yeah. And I think this I've, always had a, it. I've this always is had a it. quote that I've only just made up now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but for sickening outcomes, you have to have sickening mindset. Mm-hmm. And you seem to have got all of that from what we've just spoke about in your timeline. Mm-hmm. I don't know many... But, I've, always had, this, I've always had this I've always had this, but this is bizarre. you
1: mentioned this. Yeah. I've always had this, always in my yeah. life. I've had this voice inside my head. Okay, we talked about this before. Yeah. And I th- that's, that that pre season, when I came back, and I, that was there. Mm. Every day that was driving me. Every single day was driving me to get better and push harder and work harder. And literally it was there. I was so motivated, I so determined. and then I look back up when I was depressed and it completely gone. Yeah. And, every, and this is bizarre I've not remember told him this I'd wake up or go to bed and I'd be like oh that voice will come back yeah yeah I'd literally, I'd, oh, I literally that voice will come back like it'll come back I was, it, it, it's one of those things because I didn't understand any of this stuff yeah so that spark I literally did not have that spark I was so numb I was like I just want it to come back mm. and I remember going to bed very vividly one time I was like I just want
0: this thing to come back like I'll just snap out of it yeah. that voice will come back and I'll be fine I, th- I think that's what our job and duty is, and why we work in mental health, is because it's bringing the unconscious conscious, mm-hmm. and people that have tricky past, turbulent pasts, write themselves off, mm-hmm. and they stuck, clung to it. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying here is, you've got from that past and that pain. An incredible mindset, but because you've become conscious now, you're channeling that. You're not ever going to lose that past, mm-hmm. but you can channel it in these wonderful things. But you weren't conscious at the time, mm-hmm. so you could be amazing and get a cast fitted and do this crazy stuff. But when, when, when the yeah. pain comes... Mm-hmm the pain really come, and you didn't have the way of being conscious of being. Couldn't control it. it. Could not control and I think that's what we're trying to get people to do that have been there and had this past, is to go, be conscious of it. Mm-hmm. Be aware of you, who you are. You're going to do phenomenal things with your life because of this, yeah. but the pain will come. Yeah. The pain will come, yeah. and you've got to be ready for it, and that consciousness there. So let's go into that then. Yeah. When you When it did... Come yeah. to you. Was that in the UK? Did you have to come home first for for everything to go quote unquote terribly wrong?
1: Uh, well, I, I think it went terribly wrong when I came back home as well. Honestly, because I, I basically definitely get, did go into a depression when that I came back it. home. So I, I definitely did. So I, I you weren't
0: depressed it. in America then?
1: Uh, well, I would have been. No, I would have been. I wouldn't yeah, realize. Yeah. I, I genuinely would not realize. So again, in America, I got really badly beaten up. Um, I remember you telling me so that. I'm really bad at yeah. up, so I don't drink alcohol because um, long story short uh, again me and relationships with girls there was a girl there um, that I've never had such strong feelings for um, but again it was the blind leading the blind it was the broken trying to fix the broken so she had a problem with alcohol she'd had a driving license taken off her for her drinking alcohol she was a, a very big drug person uh, and again she had her own issues going on and there's me trying to be the fixer and basically just ended up just my life just being an absolute joke she slept with a few members of the football team when we were together which again then also as you can imagine caused issues with me and some of my teammates but again they didn't know because it's, the whole thing was just a bit of mate, a joke this really this sounds yeah, all, interesting. Mate, yeah, that's a, a, bit of a joke anyway, that's an episode uh, and enough. yeah and I brought her back to the UK one summer, there's a whole host of things that have gone on anyway um, and basically the person that beat me up was her ex-boyfriend so, wow yeah anyway, long story short so I clearly at moments in my life during America because again I remember feeling very alone so the guy that beat me up um Basically, with that night that it happened, um, my football team went nuts. So this was in the final year I was there, so my football team went absolutely nuts. Um, and there was a big guy called Javid. Um, Javid, what his name is, and he's absolutely massive. This Jamaican, like six foot four, like, like a brick shit house. And when he first came, he's like a gentle giant, like the nicest, softest guy I've ever met. So the, the the third year I was there is when he came, and he wasn't a first team player. He was in the reserves, like me. So we played this reserve team match one day. But he's a real, he's a real gentle soul. Real, real gentle soul. Uh, and basically he'd gone in for this tackle and basically someone basically, he, he basically hurt someone in this tackle and basically this whole team had gone after him and he, he didn't mean to hurt this person and basically I just basically came out of the goal and just basically grabbed this guy and just sort of like threw him to basically protect this Javik yeah, guy I bet yeah. he didn't he protection him he was massive yeah. but I basically then got his respect for that because I'd actually stood up to defend him and help him wow. so then that was it like he was then like my rock do you remember when we were playing a game like he was like literally, like he was defending like his king. Like, yeah. in, and again, then the final season, he was then my centre back, and we just had this amazing relationship. Oh, mate. So basically, when he found out this thing had happened, basically him and a load of lads went down to go kick Scar's door in. So I was like, that was amazing. I've like, got people who've got my back. Again, that validation, like I'll jump yeah, people yeah, that you do yeah, care. Yeah, yeah. But then this is then when it turns. So again, they couldn't find him that night because obviously they were fuming. They were obviously filled with rage that I've just been beaten up. Testosterone. So, yeah, testosterone. They want, they want to go beat him up. They couldn't find him. And then literally <clears throat> a week later, they were all hanging out with him oh. because he supplied them with the weed. Oh, so I was just a bit like, ah, okay, so you don't really care that much then. Because obviously that's still like, although the 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 physical wounds had healed, the emotional side like, of that had happened, been and yeah, you know and understand. So in my head I'm like, if someone's done that to my mate. I don't care what you're providing. I'm not now hanging out with you. you you've just literally done that to my mate. So my head I'm standards like, Exactly. So now now i like? I'm like, ah, oh, so these are the same guys that slept with my, my girlfriend. Oh, these are the same guys. Not, not all of them. Yeah. And that's when that, so that last, I, don't, I, I honestly can't even talk about this. I've not spoken about it at all. So that, that last year I was in America, I really went into my shell a bit because I just didn't want to socialise with anyone. I was just completely by myself. So then I was then still with this girl at this time. I basically broke up at the airport. It was one literally on the scenes where I, the last time the night I was in America, we got a hotel, spent the last night together, and then that was it. Mm. Yeah, really sad. Anyway. Um, yeah, that, that so again, I, t- I thought that was love. It wasn't love. So that, that relationship really hurt me because I literally gave everything to that relationship. And it still hurts now when I think about it. Anyway. Um, and then I then came back and I was like, well, now what? So literally, I then sat and played on Xbox for six months. Really? And I would not open the curtains in my room. I'd just wake up, I'd go to the gym, come back and play an Xbox, and that would be it. And my mum would be like, are you okay? But yeah, I'm fine. I wasn't fine. I literally was cl- very clearly depressed. I had no idea that I was depressed. I literally played an Xbox. Didn't went for, Didn't socialize. Didn't really see anyone. And then my mum basically was like, you've got to get yourself a job. I'm kicking you out. Really? So I'd already, before I been to America, I'd qualified as a PT i only qualified as a pt to basically stay at college for another year didn't want to be a personal trainer didn't really care that much about it i was like oh i like fitness get this qualification didn't do anything really with it when i was in america although i did some stuff like i worked for a gym in america but it wasn't anything like i could do now and i thought oh right, okay let's come fitness coach at virgin active and that's basically how I kind of fell into the fitness industry in this country. Because was like, okay, I suppose I can do this. And that was it. I had no desire to do it. I basically had no choice. And I just saw this thing. i like, okay, love this, this, mate. Yeah. So I'm, I literally had, had no intention of doing it. But again, I had no idea that I was depressed. I had no idea I was depressed. And I just was, thought I was just feeling sad. But it wasn't sadness. I literally did not open the curtains. I
0: was just not okay. You, reflecting back to it all. And you love the journey that you're on now. Yeah. But... Would it have been your first point of call being in a gym or anything? I know you just did something, but do you think you've followed a path that makes sense to you? I look back now and I'm like, what would I've done if I wasn't? In, yeah. like, like,
1: let's just be like, oh, if I wasn't this, I'd be a builder. Like, like you said, no, I'd been on the farm. Yeah, like it'd, it'd been a natural thing for you to just be on the farm, be a farmer. Mate, I have absolutely no idea. Yeah, because I wasn't academic. Yeah. I'm not good at DIY. I, I I did literally like I, I do not know what I would have done I had a business degree never run a business had no intention to be in a business now I'm an entrepreneur and I really love the business was football wasn't it yeah really. the plan was football the plan was just football and then I fell out of love with football yeah so I completely fell out of love with football probably because it also happened in America yeah so then what wow. like, now I'm now at so I, I, I literally had nothing else to do or bring in my life I was like that was the problem it's kind of
0: lucky that your mum did that, oh, 100%, to you, oh, isn't 100%, it? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> At some it, point, you have to take a, an extra step, don't you? Yeah. As hard as yeah. Pushed off that, and that's what she, was, she pushed you push off that diving board. Wow, yeah. mate! So, you've gone to Virgin, mm-hmm. you're working in this environment, yeah, and you don't know you're depressed, yeah. When does it hit you like a rock?
1: Uh, it didn't that time, so that that, that time I just kind of threw myself into being a fitness coach. So I was there as, I was there as a PT, I was there as a fitness coach. So I just threw myself into it. So I literally, I, I had no idea what depression was. I don't think I knew what the word meant. I don't mm-hmm. have any concept of the word depression, anxiety. I don't have any clue. I don't think i ever even heard of the word. I can't remember when I first heard the word depression, but it definitely wasn't then. Like, so I was just like, right, go do this thing. And Virgin Active, like, you have to be happy. Yeah. Back in the day when you were there, it's, it's changed a bit now. But like, yeah, what are they called? Oh, there's a word. There's a word for them. There's a word. anyway there's a, there's a word it's going to trigger Optimus me Optimus or... No 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 they, they called you something oh. like 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 you got like oh <sighs> I can't think of, even think of an example um, like there's people who work at uh, Apple they're called um, oh yeah yeah they're called things um, aren't they like if to,
0: you support Justin Bieber you would be like uh, believe, B- yeah, yeah, believe, yeah 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 and, so basically, it's yeah, had, to, get, had yeah. the same thing
1: oomph oh. Uh, oh, oh, oh you have to oomph I love uh, this, it this oompher so basically you oh. have to always be like oh I'm like 100 miles an hour. like yeah anything oh, like that's no. so basically I was in that environment like BBC being that so again, style, kind of, kind of yeah, yeah, 100% <laughs> so basically I was then cast into that so that's basically what I was judged on being like that so obviously every day put my mask on unknowingly go and do this thing and before you know because you're being all happy and people are like drawn to it you just kind of are happy because you kind of just fakes being happy and then mm. naturally that as depression does it kind of goes away and i just went back to just being normal without even realizing that wasn't normal in the first place does that makes sense yeah yeah and completely. then and then basically the, the personal training coach kind of said to me because basically at virgin Active at the time you had to write programs for people and you got a free program when you joined up so you'd join up i'd write your free program and then every six six weeks i could rewrite you a new one uh and basically what happened is people wouldn't be having personal training because i'd be writing them five day training splits mm. so they're meant to be given one program just one program like one day yep. and i've written them five training programs and always train and then basically like, why would i have pt when that guy's writing me free stuff so basically yeah. this after six months of being there the pt manager was like listen you kind of have to like be a personal trainer here well you kind of gone like because you, you, you taking business over personal trainers yeah, yeah. so I thought like, oh, okay cool like yeah whatever like fine cool so I put on this new uniform uh, got my first client got my first client and uh, when did the first client I literally remember like it was yesterday I did that first hour of PT in I literally thought I'd stolen that woman's money and I was like I hate being this bad at something so then I literally spent I think that day £1,500 £1, on a course I literally course after course after course after course. My dad, and again, something with my dad. My dad used to say to me all the time, "Like you're wasting all your money." Bear in mind, I didn't drink at this time. I wasn't going out. I still live at home. It's like I'm spending all my money, reinvesting in myself. And my dad used to call me an idiot mm. all the time. Like you, you need to save your money. You need to do this. I'm like, Dad, like I can't get better if I don't learn. It's like, I don't know anything. So I literally course,
0: course, course. I went on so many courses. I went to you're Wales. So fascinating, man. Yeah, I was just thinking of it because you did that for the football. Yeah. You got the professional footballer to teach, yeah? Mm-hmm. You went here, yeah. you paid a thousand... I just don't, I don't even know how to yeah. analyse that because it's such an interesting attitude and so many young people listening to this podcast now would benefit greatly from hearing the importance of investing into yourself yeah. and putting that attitude and energy but into it I didn't it. even know that's what I was doing I just didn't like to be bad at something
1: yeah, I, I, I okay. so, so, so I wasn't consciously being like oh yeah I've got to invest in myself you, I'm investing in myself So like no 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 I just suck at this. Yeah. I hate sucking. I need to find all this information. So, that so it's really on a subconscious
0: level. Stem from a, a past thing to yeah. happen. Of, yeah. Oh, people have called me stupid. Yeah. People yeah. Have oh, yeah. Oh, to oh, me. Oh, oh my you, god. You've, yeah. You've been called told- me
1: stupid. Honestly, if anyone wants to see, like, like if you call me stupid, <laughs> or if you insane, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, so again, some ball. some stuff that's happened recently as well. Like the, the again, I'm not going to go into in, in this podcast. Like some stuff that got happened on recently. Like what people don't realize that they've done that situation by backing me into a corner and acting a certain way. Yeah is you've literally ignited this in me because yeah. I now know what causes it and I know now know how to do it and use it. Mm. So I now know how to control this. But at the time I didn't, I was like, I suck at this. I've got to get better and I've then got to be the best. And that was it. So then I went to the best personal trainer at the, at the gym at the time and said, oh, so there's a guy there that mentored me. So basically said to him, would you mind taking me under your wing? And then the second best guy that was there as well said, can you recommend me three books? So it was,
0: oh, yeah, read this, read this, read this. So I went and bought them, read them. This is why we should thank those people that pushed us into corners, though. Back yeah. in the day. even yeah. though it's so painful and horrible yeah. that you suck, you're dumb, you're mm-hmm. this. I mean, it's made you become that. Yep. Yeah. You you go and find the answers. No, I don't hold and any. The, I don't hold any ill
1: will. Uh, I don't hold any ill will towards anyone that bullied me. Yeah. At all, none. There is it, no it's shaped and crafted. Hundred percent. I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change anything. Even about oh, now, my experience in America. And it makes me sad. Mm. Genuinely, this, I don't think about too much. It makes me very, very sad. Because I still talk to that ex-girlfriend, because again, she's gone through her own journey. So she's reached out to me, because again, what this, America's like 11 years ago. She's reached out to me about three or four years afterwards and literally was so full of remorse I had this realization of wow, like I had this really amazing guy because her parents loved me. Like the stuff I did to help her, I genuinely was like just helping her out, like trying to make her the best version of her. I was believing her before she believed in herself. She sent me this massive long message mm. to be like, I am so sorry. So we're, like, we're, 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 yeah, shivers, yeah, we're, yeah, we're on talking terms now. I don't wish any will towards her because I know she wasn't doing it deliberately. Especially from the place I'm at now, I know she wasn't doing it deliberately. She's going for her own stuff. And I look back at America, that like, makes me really, really sad. And I'm like, I wish I could go back and make better use of my time there. I wish I could have done this, wish I could have done that. But then I snap myself out of being like, I needed that. Mm, does that make sense? Yeah, And so like, this is why I don't really talk about it too much because I go back there and I'm not, right, right, I can see these people's faces just flashing up. That yeah, just, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It makes, yeah. It makes me happy. But then I'm like, I didn't really make the most of my time there. I wish I could go back like everyone does. I wish I could go back now and be this person back then. But you can't, which is why... I just choose to look at the positives mm. rather than really going
0: into the reality of what the situation was. Does that make sense? And having regrets in life, I think it's really important yeah. because when I live life now... I'm trying to make the best in this moment. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Only if you don't let them cripple
1: you. That's yes. like, I, I, I don't yeah. think I don't think regret, there's got to be a terminology for it, lessons. Yeah. So if you regret yeah. something, I feel like or... you wish you could do something different. Yeah. But that happened for a reason for you to get to where you were. Because if that hadn't happened, you then wouldn't have been feeling this regret, this thing going to push you and drive you forward. Does that make sense? Yes.
0: I, yeah. Because I'm the same. When I went traveling, yeah. I know how many incredible spots that I went with, with awesome people. Yeah. And my love for nature now mm-hmm. and beauty in nature is so much different to then yep. i was just getting hammered and doing all yep. these daft things but i do regret not being in the moment there yeah do you know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. but now because i've got that regret to some degree yep. it's not crippling me yep. when i'm near a waterfall or on an incredible hike or walk i'm going remember how that made you feel to yep. regret that thing yeah really embrace this. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. It, it
1: does propel that. Yeah, it's just to it make sure, because most people, again, they get depressed because they're thinking back in the past. Yeah, And that's essentially what I was. I was living in this, this past of America because it was so painful. I was just living there. I wish I could do this. wish I could have done that. Duh, duh, mm. duh. Look, all these people treat me. So now when I look back at it, like I, I look back at it fondly. Yeah. Like I literally couldn't look back it fondly. It's only when having conversations like this. Because every now and again, I get into my own head and think about America. Yeah, But it's a fond memory now.
0: That's because I've addressed
1: cool. all this negativity that was there, whereas before I didn't, and I couldn't even I couldn't even have this conversation. Yeah. Because it would trigger me so much going back and discussing some of this stuff that it would literally ruin my whole day. But now I'm at complete ease. My, heart rate, my heartbeat my heart hasn't changed. It. Just... I'm at complete ease. It's like this is what happened. Like it Authentic. hurts, it sucks, it was horrible. But it is what it is, and it's mm. led me to where I am now. And everything in my life, I look at everything, even still some stuff that happens now, even in the last year, some stuff that's happened. I'm like, Yeah, I could have handled that better. Yeah, I could've done this. But like it's Everything's taught me a lesson. Mm. And my thing is like I'm every single day trying to be a best better version of me. And I'm not perfect. No one's perfect. I do make mistakes. I have got some skeletons in my closet from my past, which I'm not proud of, but everyone does. Mm. But it's like, my thing is like every single day I'm trying to be a better version of me and actually learning from it. Mm. That's my thing. It's like can I just like I said honestly, some of the stuff like that I've, I've done in my past, like, even even go back to that, that girlfriend, like it's shameful. Yeah. Like if you got her on this podcast and she started talking about me, like people are like, wow, this guy's a monster. And I was at that time. But it's like, that that was just me at that point. It wasn't malicious. I wasn't, I wasn't a, a deliberately doing it. Didn't know doing it make were doing. Yeah, 100%. There was no... I was making the best out of what I had, the knowledge I had at that time. Do you know what I mean? Like, that, that, that's all I knew. Lack of consciousness. Yeah, a like, complete lack of consciousness. Mm. There was no malice in it. I wasn't deliberately going out of my way and being an arsehole.
0: Yeah. I wasn't deliberately going out my way and doing these things I've never have done in my life, done that for And that's why, why people need to be gentle with themselves yeah. because they look back at their past self And they have it with such hatred, and they hold what you were saying earlier. You just label yourself and create this story where you're such a terrible person. It's like, mate, you just didn't know what you were doing. You're
1: making the best out of the best. You're making the most out of the information you had at that time. Yeah, you didn't didn't know any better. That's a cool saying.
0: Yeah, yeah. we've got to do your podcast now, mate. We've got to go in. Um, (laughs) I'm taking control here. I'm making timekeeper. Me a timekeeper. But there is. That picture, when we go into assemblies Mm -hmm. and you put up pictures of you and it goes from the virgin to then this guy. The the virgin. (laughs) The the virgin active guy. (laughs) You definitely weren't a virgin, were you, mate? The virgin. The virgin fella. (laughs) That's getting clipped out. I love that. No, you need to put a picture up. I'll send you a picture of it. Oh, my God. The virgin active guy and then... Straight into the next clip, and it's where you're modeling as well, yep. isn't it? This yep. stage, um, and then the next slide, which is in the same linear time mm-hmm. scale, yeah. This awful picture, I'll we'll pop that up, yeah. Yep. And I can see this mm. broken man, yep. completely, um, no, emotionless, I suppose. Talking about the one on the bed, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. The, how, what's the lowest of your low? where were you because it looks when I see that picture it genuinely gives me like goosebumps yeah. I'm like mate I've been there I know yeah. I know that one mm-hmm. um could could you literally not get up some days I couldn't get up no and literally I, I just
1: wanted to not wake up like I literally again I made a conscious effort like you to like try and end it I hadn't gone to that level I just didn't want to wake up but like I went to bed it's like if I don't wake up today I'm happy I'm cool mm. if I this is my last time then cool I'm, I'm happy with that um Yeah, and I look back now, and again, it all sort of blurs into one. Like I said, it's just like very when we spoke earlier on about that voice, it just came to me. and It was very clear, and again, I've not thought about that for forever. The fact of like I kept thinking stuff like, oh, it'll get, it'll get better because his voice will come back, and I didn't know that I was depressed. I just knew that I was really low. Because again, I don't even think then I knew what depression was. Mm. I don't think I knew what depression was. I just thought I was feeling really, really sad and really, really low. And I think I said this to you last time I was on the podcast. It's only when I spoke to a mental health nurse about like three years ago, four years ago, there was a client of mine she was very high up, and I basically turned around to her, and this is even after I like shared my story about being depressed, in my head, I was a bit like, ah, I don't even actually think I was that depressed. So I said to her, I said, I don't actually think I was depressed. I think I was just feeling really sad. Actually, like I keep saying, everyone was depressed, but am I just like playing this little victim card? And she went, Well, tell me about how you felt. I described it to her, and she went, No, you were pretty bad. Like you were really not okay. And I was like, What? Because again, I don't think I wanted to. I don't really want to hear that. I think I kind of wanted her to tell me, "Oh no, you, no, no, you weren't that bad. No, you weren't that bad. You were fine." But she was like, "No, you were actually really bad." Because mm. so then, then that's when I really actually accepted I had been into this dark hole. Because before then, I kind of would just sort of like, "Be like, oh yeah, I depressed. Uh, mm. Yeah, depressed. Yeah, kind of not really." But then it's like when yeah, I got this expert, and I basically described yeah. it. She was like, "No, you were really bad." I was like,
0: "Oh." And you attribute yeah. the depression to everything we've just been through on this podcast. The yeah. whole story. The whole thing. The whole it, So,
1: so, so it, it was a girlfriend that was a catalyst mm. and this, this breakdown of relationship, again, women, story of my life. <laughs> but again, I look back at this whole story. Um, essentially what it was was, yes, a combination that moment in time was a combination of everything and that mm. was the straw that broke the camel's back. Right. That relationship, that end of the relationship and how it ended, that was a straw that broke the camel's back And that is when I fell off the cliff. But it wasn't that, if that makes sense. It was a combination of everything. That was just the cherry on the top. You've been handed your
0: ass. You've been shown. Yeah, Yeah, there's only so so much you can
1: suppress stuff, especially when it comes to grief, loss, which again, look at all the stuff that happened. In America, so they talk about all this sort of stuff. Like They talk about grief. And again, grief, not just the loss of a person in like a physical being, but loss of a job. change. Of, so I literally left America without really realising I was going to leave America. Broke up with my girlfriend at the airport. I've gone through all these changes, all these things. Not dealt with any of them. Constantly having this negative voice inside my head, like crippling me and telling me I was a waste of space and blah, 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 blah. Mm. And then had this relationship end when I bought this girl, this amazing girl that I literally like, thought was head over heels. I wasn't. It was all lust. This tattooed model, like everything. If you like, had this vision of this girl yeah. I wanted to be with was her. To basically have this whole thing end so terribly, that was I couldn't deal with it. Just couldn't deal with it. Mm. Just deal with it. I, I just couldn't. I had no reason to wake up. I didn't want to wake up. I didn't, wake, I didn't. I didn't. want to do anything because I put so much time, energy, and effort into this person again that was also broken. Again, severe mental health issues. Before I had any idea about it. severe, like diagnosed on medication. Turns out she wasn't taking the medication. That was the issue. Yeah. But again, I look back at it, and for years, for years, I'd use that as an excuse. Or I'd go try. Again, she tried to kill me. Is essentially the moral of the story. Yeah, yeah. And I'd be like, "Oh, she tried to kill me. Feel sorry for me. Victim, victim, victim." I now look back at it from this place I'm in now, and again, it's during the lockdowns where I looked at it. I was like, "Fuck! I made that worse," mm. because I didn't know anything about what she, her conditions, and I was trying to be this best version. Mm. I made her worse. Yeah. And that hurts. Wow. I made her worse. And again, it wasn't for Especially any intention. Especially somebody like you. Yeah. And I, I literally, I, I, I literally loved either. her. I literally, literally yeah. was obsessed with her. And I literally brought her down from um, um, Manchester to live in this house. I got this house, this flat apartment thing, for us both to get her away from this environment. I did everything to look after her, to protect her. But now I understand anxiety, severe anxiety. And now I understand personality disorders. What I was doing, I was not articulating myself, I was not I was being the best version of me, but by doing that it wasn't helping her conditions. Does this make sense? She didn't need me to be this, she needed me to be that. I didn't know. Mm. So yes, did I
0: deserve did I deserve the outcome? Absolutely not. And you wouldn't have been quite congruent though to you though. If you had to you were being this and you had to be that. But you wouldn't have been what you needed to be for you. No. So, for, so for example, it was um,
1: so with this anxiety because again, she's in a new environment, new situation, da okay. Like so, I would be very blase about all oh, um, obstruction and routine. Mm, I get you. So, so like, well, right, we're going to the gym this sort of time, uh, and I go to the I'll go to the gym train my clients, and I come back. I'm like, right, we've got to train, we've got like an hour now to train. But obviously, if you're super anxious, you've been in the house all day long mm. by yourself yeah. in a new environment. I probably shouldn't have expected her to be ready to go to the gym. Yeah, I get you. So, I've got an hour. Like, we have got to go train. I was never angry or like, Yeah. have got to yeah. go effing train. It was nothing that. But the sheer act of me just being like, I should have, again, in hindsight, knowing what I do now, booked off a three-hour window mm. and been like, right, for the next hour when I go in, I've got to make sure she's okay. I get you. Ask her, what does she need? Do you even want to go train today? Would you rather go for a walk? What, what, like, what do you need? How can I actually help you in this situation? H- how's your anxiety today? Yeah. Like, have you been for a walk? Have you eaten anything? I, I could have handled it so many different ways. Okay, yeah. But I didn't. I'd come in and be like, right, we've got to go train. Mm. So again, nothing angry and malicious in that. Nothing. But I was like, right, you need to go train. Like, it's going to help you. Like, you're going to feel better when you train. Again, not articulating it. Not you know it's almost like? It's going to make you feel better. Yeah. So this whole thing, I was making things inadvertently worse Not realising it. So, so then... And for me to actually own and take full responsibility of that. And that situation, because again, I didn't deserve the outcome. Mm. I didn't cause that outcome, because again, she massively played her part in it. But all I did was blame her. She did this to me. Yeah. No, she didn't. Mm. Like, I now look back at him, like, no, actually, like, I played my part in that. It doesn't, doesn't feel like it sounds right for the, either of no, you. No, it wasn't though. at all. So I think now, I think she's got a kid. Yeah. I'm, I literally haven't heard from her since. Doing day, anything? The, yeah. Since it's yeah, But I, but but all I ever want. Is for her to be happy, yeah, because that's what she deserves. Mm-hmm. And again, look back in it now; it's a massive life lesson for me. Because now, when I look at people that severe anxiety, like I, I, I know, I I literally think I got a video somewhere on my phone where, not this phone, my old phone where she literally was screaming, mm. going absolutely psychotic, throwing things, going nuts, and, sc- and it's like. But I now understand
0: that. Yeah, I didn't at the time. Because you, you you managed to get time. a little video of it.
1: Because we because no one believed me.
0: Really, so so, you, so so even when
1: this thing happened, Johnny Deppter. So even when this thing <laughs> happened and uh, contact called the police and the police came, like so there's me now absolutely massive yeah, like muscle yeah. and this tiny little thing,
0: yeah.
1: And the big police called up about this thing gone on. They thought that I'd caused the problem. No, wow. Well. And she just sat there on the bed, and like again this thing like she go nuts, she go nuts, she go nuts, nuts, and like it's like the psychotic thing. She's like, I'm not doing anything, and she went and sat there oh, on the bed wow. and just sat there like this. Wow, just wait for the police to come. And the police came and, said, and they were like, what, her? Yeah, her. I was like, go back and listen to the voice recording of the phone call, like you'll hear it all. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> dude, but yeah, what, wait, like so- it wasn't like I said, and this is the thing, this is this is again where I'm ahead. It's a hard thing because it's like judge has been so long ago. Yeah. And again, we create stories to fit a narrative. And i play replay that story, and I'm like, what part of that is actually fully factually correct? Yeah, yeah, cool. Do you know? What I mean? Because I played the victim. Yeah. For a long time. So after that situation had happened, this is bizarre, so after that situation happened, I now want to just describe that story to you. I'm just there like, is that actually how it happened though? Because I don't know. Mm. That's just a story I have in my head. Yeah. And, and I, created complete, that, I, yeah. I created that story at the time to fit my narrative of being the victim. There's a lot of grey. There's, There's a lot of grey. There's a lot of grey. So that bass. story I just said there, I'm looking yeah. at it now
0: and I'm just like, Completely get, yeah. in my head I'm like,
1: I don't even know if I feel comfortable sharing that story. I know what you're saying. I'm like, I don't, I don't even, I couldn't, do you know what you said to me? It's, what pa- it's
0: your understanding, it's my understanding of the truth yeah. right now. Yes, 100%. Yeah, that, that, that sort of story ever <sighs> Bizarre, will be. Bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. I, I've, I've, actually, I've, got to, yeah. I've got to ask you this, though, dude, because oh, this yeah. has been amazing. Because we've done, like done th- th- every time we I and you talk, have <laughs> <like> a therapy <laughs> session for me. We've done a view, the judder of everything, and I've got to ask you, though, because yeah. from that, that sounds, you just spoke about a really important part of the timeline there. Yep. And that hit you to the lows, yeah. did that because I, I don't know if I've asked you this question, but oh did that catapult you then in terms of you hit the the ground mm-hmm. who Who was the figure? What was the moment? Where did you find the information to go, "I've got to get out of this hole," or the the other side of this is going to be very dark?
1: I think I woke up one morning genuinely. I was like, I'm fucking fed up with feeling
0: this way. Really? Yeah. Just because the commonality of your story, what you spoke about, when you were in America, yep. you hired this coach, 1,500 pounds. Yep. You come back, you did yep. a shit personal training session. Yep. You hired somebody else. You, yep. you work on it like you're curing cancer. So, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the same with depression. Yeah. It feels like you're like,
1: so, do you know what? I'm attacking it's, it's because I didn't know. So my first thing, my initial, again, it's in stages. So my first stage was being like, I'm fed up with this. I'm fed up with feeling like this. I'm fed up of feeling crap. So I was like, right, what's happened really? And that's when I was a bit like, I've kind of completely isolated myself and got really, not really got any friends or not seeing anyone. So that's when I then was like, right, I need to go work in a pub or something. Like, So I used to work in this pub when I was younger. So then I basically bear been in mind i have been at the top personal training co- company in the country, had my own business now, loads of transformations, like life on paper was amazing, modelling. I was like, I'm going to have to take a hit on my ego here and go back to work at this pub. So I did, took a, took a massive hit on my ego to go work at this pub. So that it then forced me, kind of like Virgin Active did, to be social with people. So working behind a bar in a pub, you kind of have to be social, talk to everyone's set space, well, I did, fake it till you make it. And then in that situation, I then met this woman, uh, again, who's a little bit older, uh, still really good friends of mine, mine now, Sarah. Um, she basically saw straight through this act I was putting on and said, you're not kind of okay. She just lost her husband, so she had come through this journey. And then basically I used to give a lift home because she couldn't drive. And then basically I'd start opening up and she started asking me really like open-ended questions and i'll just talk and talk and talk and basically that talking kind of helped me realize that i really wasn't okay and it's from that moment on that i then was like right i need to do something about this i need to change my environment so then i went to move to manchester to work at another personal training facility didn't really work out there either but it was at that time i then got myself a girlfriend and she was basically really helpful and supportive. So she ran a really successful business. Oh, so I didn't run a business. She worked in a really successful uh, business, really high up, earning a good amount of money, had her own house, had her stuff together. She was a lot older. So she's 40 now. I'm 32. She's 40. So that was the age difference. But obviously I was 28 at the time, 29, 28, 29. Um, so basically she was helped help gave me the supportive space. I was just like, right, now I need to get control. Because this is when I got myself to a place of okay. Mm. So before it wasn't as drastic as like, right, let's just spend money on books because I didn't really know what had gone on. So it was a slow, gradual thing to get me at okay. Mm. Once I was then at, o- I was at okay, I was like, what the fuck has just happened? <laughs> that's when I had that moment. So you're talking about months, six to eight months after. I was like, what the fuck has just happened here? Right. I, I am never being out of control of my mind again. Uh. And that's when I went on podcasts, books, courses, duh, right, duh, yeah. because I was, it was that moment in time I was like, what the f- honestly, I can't describe it. It's just like this, this thing of like, what the hell was that? And again, I didn't drink alcohol, I don't mm-hmm. drink alcohol for being beaten up because I didn't like being out of control of my body. Uh. I was then out of control of my mind. And once I'd realized that I'd been out of control of my mind, I was like, hell no, is that happening again? What was that? This is this is good. And, that's, man. and that is, is that is when I went on that bam, went down a rabbit hole. Uh. Like, what the hell was that? I don't want a massive like, thing like, uh, like podcast books, audio books, uh, anything and of courses. To basically literally just my, my trajectory was almost like completely linear, like uh, not linear, yeah. whatever the word is, vertical. Yeah. Completely vertical. Because like, I literally just threw myself at it. So you'd have You've seen got, me. you a
0: bungee jump yeah, down. Mate, mate, you'd, mate, you'd, you'd, you'd have a... seen
1: me from that moment <laughs> to the three months later and I was a different person. The family members did. Literally some family members haven't seen me for three months. And then me and, uh, again, Funny story. The good name was Sarah as well. Uh, me and Sarah, so not that Sarah, another Sarah. Went to this family event, and all my family were like, "Why wow, you like a different person?" Mm. I literally like a, like night and day mm. because I've got complete that clarity. And again, uh, you were on a BBC radio that that I think Tolle about yeah. uh, you are not the voice inside your head. You are the one that's listening. Yeah, that right there was the sentence that changed my entire life. Literally, I was just l- like, was that the moment? "What the hell?" Yeah, because this whole entire time, yeah. my entire life, I thought this voice I've been talking to was me. Yeah. But again, like I said to you before on the radio, sometimes it's powerful. So when someone says, can't do something, that's the voice that says, oh, you are never going to do something, motherfucker. Right, let's go. Yeah. And that's it. Then it spurs me on. It's my best. It's the one that literally yeah. makes me run that extra mile because I'm like, why, you think I'm not going to be the starting goalkeeper? I'll show you. But then other times, and most of the time, it wasn't. It was negative. When someone would say, oh, they're looking at you because they think you're a piece of shit. Right. Oh, so so, now, but now I didn't realize, because it it's the same voice. It's the exact same voice. I didn't realize that. I didn't realise that it wasn't me. So you still carry the voice. Yeah, everyone's got the voice. But you're observant. I'm the observer. Of everything. Yeah. And I noticed, even to today, when I'm get when i not in a good place,
0: it's because I've got it inside my own head. Huh. But now, because you're the observer, do you pick the ones that you want to listen to? Only when I'm in a good headspace. Yeah. If I not, like I say this yeah. Is when I say I'm in my own head, again, it's meshed together. But... That's the problem. At, to be optimal yeah. in the, the best decision making... Yeah. It's being clear of that. I am driving this bus. Yeah, me, yeah The best yeah. version of
1: me, yeah. the true authentic version of me is making conscious decisions oh, about yeah. what's going on. This is good. That's man. it. Is that actually, the, yeah. This
0: is the like, conversation you have where you're like, dude, yeah. I want to go and do yeah. cool the,
1: shit. The, 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 that, that is it. I've needed the, the, this the chat days, for a while. The days I'm not doing well, which have been the last three, four weeks, mm. it's because I've not been driving the bus. Yeah. I've man. been trying to drive the yeah. bus, but again, it's hard yeah. when everything around you is falling apart yeah. and you are literally trying to drive this bus when everything's going to in flames and it's driving off. Of a cliff that's the hard part you're still there and again you get glimmers of it but it's really really hard and this is for me when routine is the best thing that holds you down you get your core fundamental basics that you know if I do A, B and C yeah. it puts me in the driving seat of my bus cold showers again I said this to you last time on the podcast I'm sure it was when I was here last time take a cold shower every single morning. it it's because her heard Tony Robbins tell me, people can talk to me all day long about the benefits of taking a cold shower or plunge therapy, whatever you want to call it. I could not care less about the health benefits. I literally do not care. Not bothered. Like, I don't care. I don't care if I had no health benefits. I'd still do it. Because Tony Robbins said, that every single morning when he goes into that cold shower, there's not a single day that he wants to do it. But that's his opportunity, first thing in the morning, to take control of his brain and just be like, just like a dog, you sit there, I'm in charge, we're doing it because yeah. that voice is like, oh, I don't want to do it you are like yeah. no 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 you shut up I'm in charge I'm saying we're doing it and we're doing it yeah every single morning so that that's again but then I stopped doing that when the bus is on fire but the first thing I always go back to the cold showers because the first thing in the morning I'm taking control of that voice inside my head and I'm saying I know we don't want to do this but I'm driving the bus just sit the fuck down mm. you sit down and we're staying in there
0: yeah man it that's gets it. me emotional yeah, that's like I'm talking it. that cuz I can relate to that yeah. so strongly. And I bet so many people can. Mm. The, the second everything becomes ruffled and confusing and painful, we just neglect that self. Yeah. It's the self-sabotage, yeah. isn't it? And so. again,
1: and this is me, that's literally coaches people on this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, like, no yeah. No one is perfect. Yeah. No one is perfect. And there are still things in life that will knock you off course. And that's absolutely fine. Because again, I gave myself a hard time about it. It's like, no, no, no. What's actually happened again that podcast I did with, with Janet? Uh, Jeanette really helped me pinpoint that be like no actually one feeling is very very valid and I'm grieving and that's okay mm. and the fact that I still showed up every single day and none of my clients or my coaches or even you would have known that was anything other than okay mm. unless I decided to share that wasn't okay because yeah. you didn't have a clue that coming at the time when it went to that podcast uh, the BBC you yeah, yeah. like, mate I had no idea completely yeah, yeah. yeah of course you had no idea because I was like right got a cool job to do crack on it, yeah it
0: was the next day wasn't yeah. it wow uh, Tuesday
1: Wednesday, two days later yes. yeah. wow
0: Dude, we are, we we literally have to do yours yeah. now. We have, <laughs> quite literally, I don't want to run out of time for you. You have got to be for four o'clock, four is o'clock, it? Yeah, it'll be all good. Let, let's get on yeah, to yeah, you, yeah. mate. Yeah. Um, please tell everyone where they can find yourself. But we have to do more of these. Oh, I, no, I've yeah. really enjoyed this. Yeah, it's it's know, such a and I and I know for a fact every time we mm. go through it. We can find a different segue and a different part of the this, yep. this story, and we'll just keep on finding topics. I think that we yep. can hit it like we do with yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just think he's such a phenomenal character and really interesting the way you operate. I'm not, my my take from today is gonna. I'm gonna be more Dan James in. The, oh God! Don't do that. But, well, we, we, no, <laughs> but when when things are confusing or painful, um, and and my usual response is to to avoid mm-hmm. or, or turn away from it. I love your approach of, I'm, I, I don't want to be bad at this. I want to understand it. Mm. And you just attack it mm. and you've attacked depression. Mm. You attack being a goalkeeper. You attacked everything and hit it head on. So I, I find that so inspirational mm. and awesome. Mm-hmm. yeah cool guy tell everyone to find you uh, you can find me on instagram at daniel underscore james underscore fitness that's the best place to find
1: me and again feel free to drop me a message I always respond to people uh, and obviously the podcast which obviously you're, you're part of and help is uh, the prime life project podcast and again it's on apple uh, Apple podcast
0: uh, spotify and youtube dude respect yeah, yeah. let's get on to yours awesome. I'll do my bit Guys, you've been a part of the Old Farm bus, back at the bus sessions podcast. I love you all. I'm going to leave you on this. I always do, and I always will. Just be nice to one another, you beautiful set of buggers. See you later.